Hi, this is Jacqueline Smith. You're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, welcoming you back to TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television that is pleased to bring you part two of our conversation with actor, director, screenwriter, and author Lou Antonio. As a stage actor, Lou has performed in more than 70 plays, including the works of Tolstoy, Shakespeare, Bertolt Brecht, Tennessee Williams, Garson Kanan, and Edward Albee, plus he has acted and directed in more than 200 hours of television. Lou's book, Cool Hand Lou, My 50 Years in Hollywood and on Broadway, is a memoir of his life and career as an actor, screenwriter, and director that also serves as an homage to the many teachers who graced his life one way or another throughout his career, including Lee Strasberg, Eli Wallach, Elia Kazan, Leonard Nimoy, and Art Carney, plus great stories about playing softball with George C. Scott, the time he dressed Elizabeth Taylor, without her realizing it, and what to do when a crew member drops dead in the middle of a TV production. Coolhand Lou is available in softcover and as an ebook through our friends at McFarland Books. You can also order it by calling 800-253-2187, 800-253-2187, or go to McFarland Pub. Dot com. If you want an autograph edition of Cool Hand Lou from Lou Antonio himself, you can contact Lou through his website, louantonio.com. Um, I was told that David Jansen was one of the quickest studies ever. Well, he and Jim and um, Mr. Gunsmoke. Uh, James Arness. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, I, I just... Uh... I mean, both of them. Well, David was just such a kind of a uh, really a humble, easy to talk to guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, just you know, you want to hang out with him. And the big guy, James you know, Arness. James Arness. Yeah. He had been doing the Gunsmoke for so long that they would they would write it so that he would work one day mm-hmm. per episode, and uh, that's why in so many of the later when it became a one hour show, so many of the episodes you'd you'd see him getting on his horse and saying to Doc or Festus. Well, I've got to go into Dead Rock and settle uh, <laughs> something over there first. <laughs> then he'd come back, and Festus and Doc would entertain us for a whole hour anyway. But and, and I think I might have written about it. I'll make it quick. I, I was doing, I was playing a bad guy, and I had a scene in jail, three pages with RNS. And he comes, and he never read the script. Why would he? Uh, and he came in, read the script, had the script in his hand, the pages, just the pages. And we read it once. And it was lit, and and uh, not even another rehearsal. One, he read the three pages in one time, and memory had it right there. He had mm-hmm. it word for word. And uh, Jansen was, I, I never, Jansen just always seemed to know his lines. Yeah. I mean, he was just an easy guy to be with. Jim just wanted to get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. But they, they, he had, luckily had that kind of part. He worked hard to get to that part. And a nice man. And I, a good joker, too. Loved his jokes. Yes. But Jansen was just easy going, uh, knew he had limitations. I did a whole bunch of fugitives with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very first one, uh, when it was in black and white, if you all can remember. Yes. Black and white. Yes. Uh, and he was, even then, just as easy going and glad to be on a set, having a good time, and having a beer afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, just 
I don't know how he did it. I never never saw him blow or forget a line or anything. Yeah, he, I, I was... I mean, really, it's like he was uh, in your front room chatting with you. Yeah, I, 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 was, I, mean, I, I was told he also had a great sense of humor, was, was very good at keeping everybody loose. And um, just, just to show a contrast... I was I was told that he was the type of actor he didn't just read his lines he read the entire script so he he understood the totality of what he was doing and what your character was doing when you had a one-on-one scene with him and also uh, you just remind me some actors uh, in movie well some just some actors uh, big shots uh, they'll do their close-up and then uh, we'll say uh, look um, Lou, is it okay? Um, I really just uh, got to make a phone call. Uh, can you have somebody else do that you're off camera for? Okay. Oh, yeah, sure, Mr. Star. <laughs> <laughs> Not David. Yes. David was always there to do uh, his off-camera lines for you. Always. Never, never once shirked his responsibility as an actor to another actor. It was just wonderful. Yeah, and you've got you, you've got a great story about... Jansen, I think if it's the one I'm thinking of, where he was not only generous in that way, he was generous towards his guest actors. If he was doing close-ups, if it was a close-up where he was supposed to play off of you, he would say, okay, Lou, you take a break so you can prepare yourself for the next scene, and I'll run, I'll run my lines with somebody else, so that way you can prepare. Yes, and, and can I tell you the line is, he said, why? Go ahead. I was okay to do that. Go ahead. Because, <laughs> okay. I mean, my, my jaw dropped when he said that. Yeah. But, but then he said, uh, Lou, um, I, I, I'm perfectly comfortable if you, if you want to do your lines, but you don't have to because it, it, Mary Ellen, the script supervisor, usually just reads them, and it's not going to make any difference who reads the lines off camera. It's not going to make any difference to me, so just go ahead. Go take a break. In other words, he soon he so knew what he was going to do, mm-hmm. and was so confident in it, he could have done it without anybody cooing and maybe just pointing a finger for the next line. Yeah, he had that kind of skill. Yeah, and it was the simplest. He he was always honest and authentic when you acted with him because he was that way as a person. He really was an authentic. Uh, I, I, certain things I cannot tell you, uh, but uh, he was just right there, as uh, really sitting around having a beer. Mm-hmm. Our guest this hour is Lou Antonio. Lou's book, Cool Hand Lou, My 50 Years in Hollywood and on Broadway, is a memoir of his life as an actor and director that is also filled with great stories about working alongside Paul Newman, Elizabeth Taylor, Carol Burnett, Ken Basinger, Dennis Weaver, David Jansen, Henry Fonda, Jacqueline Smith, Keith Ledger, Louis Gossett Jr., Renee Zellweger, Lee Remick, Lawrence Olivier, Julie Harris, James Garner, and others too numerous to mention. Cool Hand Lou is available in softcover and as an ebook through our friends at McFarland Books. You can order it by calling 800 253 2187. 800 253 2187 or go to McFarland Pub. Dot com. If you want an autograph edition of Cool Hand Lou from Lou Antonio himself, you can contact Lou through his website, louantonio.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, but we also have to thank Jacqueline Smith. Oh, we oh we we definitely have to uh, we we definitely have to thank Jacqueline Smith. Jacqueline Smith paved the way for Lou Antonio being on our program tonight, so we definitely want to thank her for that. There's a great story. We're not going to tell it on the air. We have you have to. Uh, there's a great story involving. Uh, uh, how, how should I put it? Lou teaching Jacqueline Smith how to perform a love scene. We, that's all we'll say. In order to in, 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 in order to find out, you got to pick up a copy of Lou's book, which is Cool Hand Lou: My Fifty Years in Hollywood and on Broadway, which you can order directly from Lou himself, LouAntonio.com. That's called a tease, Lou. <laughs> But look, but but look, it, 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 it go it goes back to one of the first things we talked about. A director is a problem solver, and if you give direction, uh, if you have an idea, you sort you have to have an idea of how to explain it or illustrate it in order for the actor to say, "Oh, I get it." Yeah, and you know, so and and again, you did that time and time and time again throughout your career. Yes, uh, there's uh, Pat Hingle, who wonderful actor, mm-hmm. no longer with us, mm-hmm. Broadway and movies and everything. Said uh, at one point, he and I were doing something together, and the director was uh, trying to, you know, work with the method way with Pat, and was going to these convoluted this and that. And Pat said, uh, "Listen, we'll save a lot of time. Just give me a line reading." And the director went, what, what? Yeah, okay, and gave the line reading, and then Pat figured out how to supply all this under stuff that made the characters say it in the first place. Uh, so there's many ways, because there are so many different uh, actors, mm-hmm. And but that was Pat. He perfectly fine. Don't don't give yourself a hernia, just give him the line reading. Yeah. One time I was in the back seat of a, of a limo, mm-hmm. and I was on the floor, it was a two-shot with Dean Stockwell and, and, and the guest actress, yeah, some series I forget. It could have been that first Monday. I don't know. And he just wasn't getting it. And I would whisper a little bit of whisper. And now he said this, and I say this really in the humblest of fashions. Uh, but he said, Lou, listen, do it for me. You're a better actor than I am. Mm-hmm. Well, that put me in a terrible spot. And I, I wouldn't dare act it for another actor. Yeah. And so well, I just talked a little bit more. But Ralph Waite also said that to me mm-hmm. once. Lou, you do it. You're better. And Ralph and I not only did Cool Hand Luke together, but we were at the actor's studio together, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And that would put me in a bad spot. And they weren't, it wasn't sarcastic. They just wanted to understand what I was trying to get from them. Now, that is a, a brave, selfless actor that would say, yeah. Lou, you do it for me. That way I'll get what you mean. Yeah. And it it, it, again, it it goes back to trust. Yeah, you know, yeah. In that moment, they trusted you that you were going to show them how to do it, so that 
it would better their performance versus showing them up, you know, because, and, and again, it's like, that's a skill that serves you, that, that served you well and serves, and I would think serves any actor director well, the ability to do it, illustrate it, show how it's done so that, so that serves the actor and the performance and not yourself. Right. And I, I admire those. And they, they didn't say it in seek. I mean, well, they were only the driver and the sound man in the front seat and me and the actress and, and Dean in the back seat. Mm-hmm. But uh, when Wade said it, it was, in, it was in also a movie of the week that he was producing mm-hmm. uh, with Lee Remick, mm-hmm. God bless her. And yes. uh, it, so it was totally, let's just make a better film here. Our guest this hour is Lou Antonio. Lou's book, Cool Hand Lou, is available in softcover and as an ebook through our friends at McFarland Books. You can order it by calling 800 253 2187, 800 253 2187, or go to McFarlandPub.com. If you want an autograph edition of Cool Hand Lou from Lou Antonio himself, you can contact Lou through his website, Lou Antonio. We talked about Newman, who you worked with on Cool Hand Luke. We talked about Ralph Waite, who you worked with on Cool Hand Luke. Another alumnus of Cool Hand Luke that you worked with more than once after that film was Wayne Rogers. Oh, gosh. Oh, love that man. Gosh. Very, Very smart man, too. Oh, smart. You ought to read his book about the finances. Mm hmm. <laughs> he was, I tell you, not only was he a fine actor, but he was so smart. He's a Princeton guy. Mm-hmm. And his friend was Peter Falk, and Peter was doing okay. Uh, <laughs> kind of fishing his money away, you know. And, and he said, he came to Wayne and said, you got to help me here, Wayne. And so Wayne would say, okay, this will do this. I'll invest this and that. Well, Peter then, it was so successful, the word got out mm-hmm. from Peter that, oh, yeah, and there was Wayne helping like three or four of his friends with investments, and, and, and Wayne at that young age was already on a few companies' board of directors, mm-hmm. <laughs> even while he was acting, and, and then it got to be where he just turned it into a business, Yeah, but he was so smart and a good guy, really a good guy. Yeah. His, one time we went over to his house after working. In, in Los Angeles, and his two children were there. They were maybe eight, nine, or ten, a boy and a girl. And when we came in, they they said, "Okay, Daddy," and they did a they improvised a scene for him. And they would do that every night that he would come home from work. Is that the sweetest thing? Yeah. Oh, I adored that man. Yeah. And he, we worked together. Well, like for one time, I directed him in a really. It was it was a movie, movie of the week. It was a movie of the week. Yeah. One terrific guy. That's it. One terrific guy was based on a true story. Oh, boy, talk about headlines. I mean, it's in the headlines now with this uh, massager trainer for the Olympic yes, girls. Yes, yes, yes. So this, this was in Beverly Hills, but yeah. we couldn't shoot it in Beverly Hills mm-hmm. for fear of uh, uh, being sued. Yeah. So we went down to Atlanta uh, to shoot it. In, a, in essence, we started the influx of movies into Atlanta. I mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. I say that was some 
uh, acuity. <laughs> yes. So, but we, we, in other words, we did a lot together. You bring up shooting one terrific guy in Atlanta. That again, this this goes back to both problem solving and uh, particularly uh, dealing with some of the challenges in television. You know, uh, dealing with network people. You found very early in your career, uh, particularly once you know you were there was a twenty year stretch, folks, where if there was a big budget movie of the week or miniseries, Lou Antonio would inevitably be the guy they would tap to say, okay, Lou, we want you to do this. Whether it was something for Joey, whether it was Rich Man, Poor Man, Book Two. I mean, you did so many of those and they, they were rewarded either in nominations, Emmy nominations, or more often than not, they won their time slot, which is another form of recognition. But you learned early on when you're directing Movies of the Week, Lou, that whenever you're able to take the production out of town, whether it's Atlanta, whether it's um, Toronto, whether it's Seattle, wherever, you know. Yes. Um, a lot of times you will find local actors who will do just as well, if not better, than anyone you bring in. Plus, because network people don't want to leave the network... <laughs> It gives you it gives you more autonomy as the director. Oh man, I, and that's a blessing. <laughs> really, really and truly, they have to get out of town because they're afraid if, if they vacate their little seat of power, mm-hmm. someone else is going to put their butt in it. Very that's quickly. right. That's right. That's right. Which is good for Lou and good for the movie. <laughs> yeah, and you can't also uh, take take uh, one terrific guy. Woman wrote that as I recall. So we shot in Atlanta. Well, now, they wouldn't probably pay it, but they would bring the original writer down. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, when I would uh, get a script and agree to do it uh, after certain discussions, I would say, I, but I want to read the original script first. In other words, before you guys got your hands on it. Mm-hmm. And many is the time when uh, the one with Lee Remick and Ralph Waite, mm-hmm. I brought in the original writer in New York uh, managed to hide it in the uh, transportation expenses, mm-hmm. and and we went back to so many of his original dialogues and stuff that had been changed by all those people trying to make an impression at the studios, oh. at the network. Oh yeah, uh, Arnold Arnold Margolin. Oh, wonderful! And his brother Stuart Margolin, a pearl. Mm-hmm. But Arnold, uh, I, we had to talk, and I now I, I don't know if I ever did this more than once, but. I wanted to show my rough cut to Arnold first. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, they had brought in, I don't know how many writers to rewrite. And Arnold uh, looked at it and he said, uh, well, well, Lou, except for that one little thing there, I don't have anything else to say. I like it. And he, and then as we were walking out of the screening room, he said, no one has ever asked me to do what you just asked. Yeah. Me. But, you know, talent is talent. And if it, and yes, you'll argue with it and discuss it, and you know you won't roll over dead, and they won't roll over dead. So you exchange; it's the interchanging of of, of talents and ideas that are that, that's what's exciting. We'll take a quick time out, then we'll continue our conversation with Lou Antonio here on TV Confidential. Buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful things we'll ever do in life, but it doesn't have to be, and no one knows better than our friends at Front Porch Realty Group. Their community of realtors serving the Northern Bay Area of California that cares about their clients as individuals first and foremost. Whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to lease or sell your property in the Bay Area, Front Porch Realty Group will help you through this important transition by providing you with the right information for your situation 
while lessening the pain. They also work with a network of realtors throughout California who provide the same high caliber of customer service. Call Front Porch Realty Group at 415-886-7411 for a realtor referral near you. You can also visit their website, frontporchrealtygroup.com, for more information on the services they provide, including upcoming workshops and seminars. For more information, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. Front Porch Realty Group. They'll find the solution that works best for you. You can now purchase T-shirts, mugs, caps, hoodies, wall clocks, and other gifts with the TV Confidential logo from the official TV Confidential merchandise shop. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash merchandise or cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential, cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.